0: Hey guys, and welcome to Personality Bingo with me, your host, Tom Moran. So this week on the podcast, we have the brilliant Tony Doyle. Tony is an actor and a writer. He's based here in Dublin at the moment, but he has worked all over the world, as we get to talk about on this podcast. Uh, Most recently, you'll probably have seen him in Emma Kirwan's Dublin Old School, where he absolutely smashed it. It's a really uh, amazing performance. Uh, He's also worked alongside Selma Hayek in Jim Sheridan's Short, The 11th Hour, which just uh, screened at the Tribeca Film Festival. I mean, that's kind of amazing. Uh, As well as that Rebellion Series 2, you'll see him uh, in Resistance in Michael Inside, a director by Frank Berry which is one of the best uh, new Irish films that I've seen uh, over the last like as long as I can fucking remember and Maria Doyle Kennedy's directorial debut uh, a different kind of story uh, which you might have seen at the Galway Film Flat if you were down there as well as uh, John Carney Sing Street The Flag alongside Pat Short uh, Secret Scripture and the brilliant Red Rock so um, look Tony's uh, absolutely smashing it he's also a writer uh, performed alongside the wonderful Laura O'Shea in Knowing Nathan um, and Weekend Warrior uh, which is uh, coming back to the stage We can confirm We can't tell you where Just yet But um, it's going to be back This autumn And uh, I can't wait for you To see that Because I was lucky To see uh, a shorter Work in progress version of it It's a really special show um, Tons of heart and honesty And directed by the brilliant And uh, friend of the show Former guest of the show Angus Oak McAnally So keep an eye out for that uh, As I said guys um, During the episode uh, I am trekking through The Vietnamese jungle As we speak So hopefully I am not dead And uh, hopefully you're going to enjoy This episode uh, I stockpiled a few So we have them going uh, right the way through my trip um, But uh, once I'm back, come and check me out on stage In Copperface Jackson The Musical It's a riot of a show I really think you'll enjoy it And um, yeah, it's great fun So come and say hello if you're feeling nasty uh, But before all that, please enjoy this The wonderful Tony Doyle Playing Personality Bingo with Tom Moore. Tom Moore, it's
1: Personality Bingo Tom Moritz,
0: Personality Bingo Tony Doyle, ready to play personality bingo? I am indeed Alright, sweet So a quick explanation of how it all works I've got 60 minutes on the clock I've got 60 balls in here And 60 corresponding questions Deadly I've also given you a sheet of paper With five numbers on it Would you do me a favour and read out the five?
1: Yep, 5, 19, 33,
0: 52 and 47 Excellent Uh, Would you do me another favour Pick a sixth number Something between 1 and 60 That's not already there Okay What are you going to go for?
1: Nine
0: Nine, any reason? Alan Shearer Alan Shearer,
1: Newcastle United for Whoa! Yeah, so number nine is close to my heart.
0: <laughs> Very good. It's interesting to say that because uh literally before we started the episode, I was telling you about my friend John Bucchino, yeah, who uh, just in an episode just before you and I was yeah, saying yeah. Uh, how I, you know, my instinct was to pronounce his name in an Irish way and not in the correct like Italian American yeah. way, uh, and then. Uh, he also picked the number nine and oh, I asked him go. why and he kind of said it was you know a good universal number which it kind of is also there's two nines on that screen right now oh, it was nine, nine and 29 when I looked so there the nines go. are everywhere Alan Shearer Newcastle United very good Rafa Benitez is he going to stay or go?
1: doesn't look like I don't know why he's there yeah, I mean, yeah. I've never understood it because he wouldn't be getting paid a fortune and we just don't sign players <laughs> we just sell them so yeah it's, a, it's an anomaly I think he's probably had enough he's done like a Champions League club will pick him up tomorrow Yeah Tomorrow So I don't know I'd love them today But I can't imagine
0: Like Newcastle Are one of them mad clubs Like you know I support Spurs right Yes Huge Spurs fan Yes And you know Spurs would have been There would have been a time Where like Spurs were below Newcastle Oh yeah I remember You know Leeds Like these kind of clubs And then like You know they go down Or whatever Like things fall apart And like Spurs are just Like somehow have managed to be the example of the club who's kind of like worked its way up and looks like it's not going to fuck it up. Yeah, just like (laughs) they have the right infrastructure, like the the stadium. Yeah, oh man, are are you a proper like football fan?
1: I was uh, the last couple of years. I've kind of for no reason, really, probably because Mike actually took over. But I've just kind of dwindled off. I don't follow football anywhere as much as I used to. Mm. Actually, especially since I got into acting, um, I used to be like my life revolved around. Like three o'clock on a Saturday. Mm. I was one of them. Like, but especially when I was a kid. And then as I get older then as well like I'd, be, I'd have followed But not as much now I'd love to get over though just for, I was over for the 4-all the draw With Arsenal a few years ago uh, That was the game I was at Wow The last one, yeah So, I mean You're never going to top that So <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah Totally, totally,
0: totally um, And we might get back to football If I have my way We will uh, But I should say that If all six of them numbers do come out That means the table are turned You get to ask me Any question in the whole wide world I'll give you a totally honest answer Oh, brilliant Yeah Excellent why <laughs> like sound like a nice surprise <laughs> <day>. <laughs> yeah. oh, Brilliant, alright Sweet So, let's give it a spin all right, here we go. First up, it's number five. Do you oh, have there th-
1: you go. I've number five,
0: there you yeah? oh shit. Alright, mark it off. Number five, the question is, oh a lot of childhood stuff coming up already. As a child, what did you want to be when you grew up?
1: Um a professional footballer and if that didn't work out, a bread man like my dad. <laughs> really? One extreme to do that. Yeah. I was gonna play for Newcastle and if that didn't work out.
0: I'd be a bread man. <laughs> okay, so many questions. First of all, Newcastle. Let's just talk about it for yeah. a minute. Where did that come from? Is it a family thing? No, so most people will follow their dad's team. Yeah. My dad was the opposite.
1: My dad was just a massive football fan. And then once I got into Newcastle, he decided to follow Newcastle as well. Where Newcastle came from, I still don't entirely remember. I remember being like four maybe in supporting the United. I think I have a theory that Newcastle hammered United one day when I was about four and I was like, right, well, these are going to be the new team now. i better get in on the ground level of this. And it never materialised. But yeah, that's how it happened.
0: Well, that's interesting though, because I have a deep, deep respect for anyone who supports a team that isn't Manchester yes, United, absolutely. Liverpool, Arsenal or Chelsea. Absolutely. And maybe Manchester City now. You know yeah, what I mean? Ah, no. To do plastics, no. Come on now. <laughs> like, because I. that's why, like... Right, I, I don't know if you've seen it, like, but for anyone who follows me on Instagram, which is probably a significant amount of people who listen to this podcast, yeah. I had an... I, 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 I would admit myself, a ridiculous amount of Instagram activity on the night that Spurs bet IX, And I completely Fair understand <laughs> that that looked ridiculous to anyone who doesn't love football. Ah, yeah, you can't explain it to someone who doesn't. You can't explain you know. it to someone. Like today, so this is about... Uh, this is about, like, two weeks after that match. I'm still listening to podcasts about it. I just, <laughs> I, and, like, they, they were playing the commentary back of what happened. And, yeah. like, I can't express how much it means. And, like, football is so interesting. Like, and I, I think even as, like, men, you know, and maybe it ties into a little bit. I really don't want to shoehorn this in at all. But, like, I did see your play, and I really yeah. liked your play. Cheers. Um, Weekend Warrior. Yeah, And, like, you know, it, there is, you know, there's there's loads of issues in it. But one of the things is, like, you know, masculinity yeah. and, what a, uh, and all this stuff and, like, connection and all this. And like football That's what I was interested in Like You brought it up straight away Like yeah. Does your dad support Newcastle Because for yeah. me That's what it is My dad supports Spurs there you go, And my yeah. brother supports Spurs Absolutely And the right. way I connect with like So many I would say the vast majority Of men in my life Is via football, football Especially yeah. men That aren't interested in Like the arts, the necessarily. arts Yeah
1: you have to You want to find that common ground So totally. football Just make Well whatever sport You know But like football Is obviously Is by far and away The most common Like I did Like I like, I grew up in pubs, like, uh, so from, my dad used to manage a Sunday league team, and I used to play football, so I used to go, to play my match, go to his match, and then go sit in the pub and watch Super Sunday, so, like, I picked up, like, I used to get slagged and school, because I sounded like an old man by the time I was 12, just mm-hmm. p- picking up on their mannerisms, and, like, the jokes and the banter, you know what I mean, like, so from the age of, like, 9 to 14, 15, I'd, have, I'd be happily sitting in a pub, like, every Sunday. Watching and football.
0: So, like, what sort of stuff would you find yourself saying as a kid that you shouldn't have been saying?
1: Well, it wasn't even like it wasn't even, and it wasn't bad. Language. No, I know. Yeah, but, yeah, but like, I think maybe I don't know because I like I, you know, you don't you don't have any conscious really what you're saying. You say it, and then like someone would turn around and say, "Tony, you're such an outfit Like maybe like ah, oh, stop. you know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah, I, I I really can't explain. It, but it used to get said to me all the time.
0: Right. And then, so when you say your dad was a bread man, does, yeah. it, is,
1: does that mean a baker or is that someone who just no, delivers the deliver bread? deliver bread, so pat the baker. So again, I, I would have been on the bread dad so since really I could walk. So like f- from the age of four, I used to do it. Uh, and then from, then like I would, would have been asked to do it. So like it was a, f- a proper job from the age of about 10 where he'd be like, hey, you're coming to work with me on Saturday. Yeah. So we'd be up like half two in the morning, uh, do the bread round, finish it about 11 or 12 maybe. And then, then, so if if I was playing a Saturday game, I'd do go play me match. Mm. And then uh and then Sunday I'd go to his. So we'd have
0: spent a lot of time. And were you going in the bread round because you thought it was great crack, crack or what was the story? Oh
1: no, for the force t- <laughs> at first that's what it was. It was like it went from Dark, can I go to work with you to my dad saying Tony would come to work with me? You know <laughs> what I mean? As I got because obviously you're ten, like you can barely carry a pan, like, but then as you get older and like if you like obviously you're helping someone, I oh, could shave an hour off his or two hours off, so uh, no, there were some mornings I hated doing it Like it's like, yeah, like You're up at half two Three in the morning It's a uh, it's rough going Middle of winter Like lashing around So uh, It kind of flipped It varied in terms of But then it was handy Like if I ever needed a few quid I'd pick that and I woke up Saturday And he'd throw me money for it You know
0: Right And so what then In terms of like Because obviously that's a very specific um Way to make your living Yeah And like very specific hours And like yeah. in ways Anti-social hours Because yeah. just of how earlier up but also like even for me i never really thought about it until oh, probably in the last like three four years but like my dad was always up for work like at six like yeah bang on six out the door by half six and you wouldn't see him again till probably after six you know yeah. what i mean now i saw They're loads of my days. dad but at the same time i on, on some level i've always wondered like you know that's a real way that my dad will express you know his love is that he's not he's not a very verbal person. Yeah, you know oh, what I mean neither is mine. Well, and, and and he is in ways, but like certainly not in terms of no. expressing affection. But that's like that's a that's no Irish thing. Like you it's a very Irish mean? thing.
1: Like an Irish dad's like, and it's in not the show, but in the play, like he shows support without saying like he he slags him, but then he shows support because that's what we like. You know, I'm saying with my dad, my dad will support me through everything, but like he never turned around and says like I love you you know what I mean it be right. so awkward <laughs> what yeah. would you do like I'd probably jock him <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I mean like okay <laughs> right. fascinating so, but
0: do you like how much of that do you mean and how much like would it actually mean a lot if he was able to say that if you were able to actually hear that
1: it's, I wouldn't need to hear that I know it do you know what I mean it's actions always speak for me actions always speak louder than words Right. and anything in you know friendships relationships and family relationships so mm-hmm. he doesn't have to say I love you but his way of like he'd be like so, so my last play knowing Nathan he did all the leg we did all because he has a bread van he helped us with set in and out straight after work. Do you know what I mean? He and he'd help in any way he can. Mm. He'd do like I was unfortunately quite sick as a kid, and he would have been in and out of the hospital with me every day. Anything I needed, just boom, text message, and it would be there to like an hour or two later, maximum. Right. That's you know that's saying I love you without physically. So I never, I'd never even think like, oh, why don't you say it? <laughs> do you know what Yeah. I mean?
0: Interesting. No, no, it's so huge. And like, that's what I was going to say to you. So for me, I completely understand that whole notion of like, actions speak louder than words. And I so agree with it. Because like I was saying, like seeing my dad get up at you know, six in the yeah, morning or whatever. Of course. I'd really see that and feel that and like that. I'm so aware how proud my dad is of me and how much he loves me. Same, yeah. yeah, at the same time for me, and maybe this is where we're different, but I have... And I'm aware of within myself a real yearning. And like, that's the right word for it. Like, and it, it cause it's very deep. It's not, it's not an intellectual thing. Cause like yeah. I said, intellectually, I understand yeah, that yeah, my yeah, dad yeah. loves me. But there's something very deep within me that like actually needs those words expressed. And like, those have been speaking of like, it'd just be awkward. Like, I've had some terribly awkward conversations with my dad where I was like, Dad, like, so first of all, like, you know, this is in no way me like questioning you or, yeah, giving out about you or saying you are a bad because it's quite the opposite and I would say these afters, yeah. like you're like the best dad in the world and I truly believe that and at the same time like th- there are certain things while you give me so much like there's you know fundamentally like one of the main things you probably need off your parents is like you know, love and like an understanding of that, and and maybe you know, maybe it's from other things that that you know that that happened to me growing up and stuff that, that why that's so important. But um, but it's very interesting for you just that like physicalization of it and the 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 actions behind it. That's always felt enough. Like yeah, yeah, that's so interesting. And so like, what do you? What do you... It's so funny, though, because, right, so, to be frank, so with me and my dad now, right, like, we would say I love you at the end of conversations yeah. on the phone or in yeah. person, and, like, it's so awkward.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly, I can't imagine it. It's
0: terrible, Yeah, but it's so important for me. Yeah, that's, you know that's, what I mean? and that's absolutely fine. Like, yeah, yeah, that. yeah. So, but that's really interesting, so... And like, wh- wh- for example, do you ever think about like if you were to have kids, yeah. right? And like, what your approach to that would be? Because obviously, like, you know, y- you—I'm sure you'd want to. Abs- you would absolutely like yeah. love kids. Where you'd have them, and I'm sure you'd absolutely want to show them that. But do you ever think about like what your approach to those, like, you know, those parts of parenting, like yeah. how, how you'd approach you express expression it, of yeah. love? Yeah.
1: Well, I do. I have nieces and nephews, mm. and I'd be so. I have a niece and three nephews, and I tell my niece every time I see her, "I love you." Right. absolutely I love you I love you and she says that and that's scars but with my nephews it's it's a different type it's like messing and play fighting or whatever else mm. so maybe if it's a girl like I don't know is it different with, with daughters you know, or like or with sons I mean I think for me yeah maybe more to, to try because as I said, again with the play it's about expression mm. expression 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 lads need to express I'm, well, women I think is just better at it. but lads need to express 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 so if you can build that in from an early age like mm. And Maybe, yeah, and then that's actually a good point. Just tell them, like, I do love you, mm. you know what I mean? Just in case there is any doubt in their mind and they feel they can't say it. So, I think whether it be a boy or a girl, I probably will try communicate verbally and physically, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, absolutely, like, again, and just to break to let them know that it is okay to say them things as well, like,
0: yeah, I think that's huge, yeah, because like, that's the thing, like it's funny that like we both and if, if you hadn't used the word I would have used it anyway like it is embarrassing like I think men do find it embarrassing to say that and I don't know why like I like I I, I have a couple of male friends who who I could say I love you to yeah of course and I love so many more men yeah, than I could yeah, ever express it yeah, to you know yeah, what I mean yeah, exactly. or with my brothers for example like I of course love about my brothers but like I don't I would I find it real hard like it, like that's what, and I suppose that's what I'm saying like I definitely have a hangover from like my dad and all the generations before yeah. him and society like I find that so hard to express yeah, yeah, like course. it does not come naturally yet I know deep down that it's really important and I also know that if I say it it's probably gonna make and I don't mean this and like oh, you know I can be the change in the world yeah. I just mean that you know if, if I say it like by me saying it to my dad <laughs> even to be kind of like fucking obvious about it, like it just puts a bit of pr- pressure on him to be yeah. like because I have a really stark Memory from my child, not my childhood, from when I was twenty-one, and I moved to America. And my dad, like that, did the yeah. whole physicalization of love. You got up at four or five in the morning, helped me get my bag I, into yeah, the car. Yeah, yeah. All this, you know, we're uh, we're we're driving to the airport. He's driving me there. He drops me off as close to the door as he can to help. take my bag out yeah, of the car. Yeah, gets out it. of the car. I say, right, Dad, I'm going off to America. By the way, he's funding a large a portion, portion of this, this yeah, t- like thousands of euro, yeah. all this stuff. And I say, um. Right well um, I love you And he's like Yeah Yeah now um, Mind yourself And take care And yeah, text yeah, me when yeah. you get through Cause, But like those words Just weren't there And again So not that he didn't love you yeah, I knew that even no. then. But I do remember Just like walking <laughs> through the airport Being <laughs> like, like Well that was That, that was terrible <laughs>
1: Well like It's it's a thing of saying I love you to anybody You're putting yourself out there You know It's yeah. so vulnerable Yeah. It's so brave But it's so vulnerable To say I love you You yeah. know what I mean In, c- in case you get that you know or that awkward like yeah it's awkward but it's just so vulnerable to tell another human being like I love you yeah <laughs> whether like, it be platonic or romantic it's it's, it's such a, a bold statement big statement I think
0: okay would you find it easier to tell uh, let's just say you were like seeing someone or dating yeah. someone or kissing someone and then you know you're like oh right well uh, I love this person I need to express that to them yeah. to express that for the first time or for you to say to your dad Uh Oh, dad I good morning I love you, morning, uh, <laughs> I, love you.
1: <laughs> I it's it's funny um I think if I told my dad I loved him, I think he'd be really glad he'd probably say it back I'm just so awkward yeah um I remember but then I suppose with the opposite with I've only one like one previous girlfriend, and I would have said it. she actually said it first, but I would have said it a lot sooner only for I was afraid of scaring her off, do you know what I mean mm. and that's act that's so that's in the like it's that like and it nearly did come out a couple of times. Like, and it would be literally a case of I love, love that film that was deadly, you know what I mean? And then eventually she said it, and I said it straight back, like, right? Because it just well, it's just that's why maybe that's a different thing. Because, like, oh god, if I if I tell her not only am I being vulnerable, but I might scare her away. I suppose your dad, your mom, well, maybe your mom, but your dad, like, it's just oh, I'm gonna create a bit of awkward tension
0: here that I'm not sure is needed or necessary. Yeah, totally, it's very fascinating. I could talk about that forever. <laughs> but we should go on. Let's give it a spin. <laughs> All right, here we go. Next up, it's number... Where the fuck is the number? 33. Do you oh, have... I do have 33, yeah. Oh, shit. Two in a row. Very rare that that happens. Yeah. Maybe I should start getting worried. All right, three <laughs> and three, number 33. Are you the oldest, youngest, or middle child in your family?
1: Good question. So I am a big family, good Catholic family. I am. Se- I am one of seven.
0: When people say "good Catholic family," do they mean my parents didn't use condoms? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> no, but no, I always say "good Catholic family" because it is in this generation it's a big family. Yeah. So I'm one of seven. Right. Uh, I have an older brother, an older sister, one younger brother, and three younger sisters. Mm. So and I uh, yeah, so I'm kind of slap bang in the middle.
0: Interesting. So, in terms of obviously you're like an actor and a writer, mm. uh in terms of the rest of your um siblings, what like are any of them in that world as well or is it all very different? No. Uh
1: Shane my little brother would be the closest. He's he's taught himself how to play the guitar over the last year and a half he's he's after getting really big into music. Um I wouldn't have that i I'm not mad into music I'm in the, but that's the closest to the arts. Gary's in the army. Uh he's my older brother and my older sister is um, my older sister's an SNA actually no my younger sister's actually did a play with Tenderfoot as part of transition year I don't know if she's going to go down that road but uh, so sh- uh, sh- uh, sorry I should say yeah then she would be but I was the first one to kind of out of nowhere so i I'm gonna try this.
0: And like, you, how I don't know where do you think it was, or do you like? I'm because I'm I'm a bit of a nerd for this stuff, so yeah. Feel free to, um, not meet me on this path, but like, I really like analysing like why I do the things I do and why yeah. people do the things they do. Do you look at like your because it's a very specific path to go down, like being a writer and an actor uh, yeah. and, and these things. Do you do you delve into that and go like why or can do your parents have ideas why you ended up doing this? Um, so I did this.
1: It's actually, it's, it's one of my favourite stories and I I tell it at every, any excuse, so thank <laughs> you. <laughs> so I was 21 and I'd been quite sick. I'd been in and out of hospital, had to get a couple of operations. So for about two years, I couldn't work. And this is a heighted recession, 2013. And I was getting better and I hadn't done acting. I was very sports, football and boxing. And so I told my mum look, I'm going to get a job and God willing, I'll move out within the next year or two. And she said, okay. And then she called me up to her room that night and she said, before you do that, she said, Tony, I really think you should get down and try acting. Out of nowhere. She said, try acting or you have it between the years, you should maybe look into taking the bar, like be a solicitor, but... I really think you should go down and try acting. And it was something I always wanted to try, because one of my best mates growing up, Dermot Noyes, a couple of years older, he was the actor in the estate, the only, I'm sure you were have said, like the only actor like any of us knew was Dermot. So I'd always ask him questions tentatively, wanted to get in it, and just didn't have the balls to do it. But then when my ma did, my ma said it to me, um, I Googled it and found Inchicore College, found two monologues on the internet and went down and auditioned and got in. And just just loved it just fell in love with it like.
0: and what does your mum say about that moment like have you ever asked her like what what were you yeah, on yeah
1: absolutely uh, I think I think bring comes up any time I get a gig I tell her and it's great I think the last time maybe it was when when 11th Daryl got Tribeca and I was going over so it was like the night before again showing the love she helped me pack a bag and all that crack and she, I was like why why did you tell me she was just like I she just I always knew. I thought to you to find out eventually yourself, but it just didn't look like <laughs> you were going that way. She's like she would have told me in a sixteen, I'd be in Hollywood by now. Like
0: <laughs> Mad. Yeah, That's so interesting. And like and then okay, so by that Logic, it was a thing of, like, she had this good feeling, right? And, like, maybe, I don't know, like, just thinking of, like, how my man might have looked at me, like, she would have maybe been able to identify, like, uh, a degree of empathy and maybe sensitivity that is useful in playing other people yeah, and all this kind of stuff. But for you, like, do you know... Like what? Like what is the feeling for you that you chase when you do it? Or like, c- can you identify like what you're what you're looking for? Like what? Like okay, so acting, yeah, it's fun. It's a great way to like make money when you can do yeah. it. But also, you don't make a lot of money most no. time. You're emplo- unemployed. Yeah, a good yeah. amount of the time. Whatever it is, so like, th- there's obviously got to be something real big underneath, or something really fundamental in your humanity that yeah. means that you need to express this way. Do you know what that is for you? I think it's the
1: vulnerability side of it. So even
0: like when, we, when I did both, so when
1: I didn't, I didn't in for two years right. and I've good comedic timing. So I would have been cast a lot in the comedy roles. So two years, and that's one of the reasons I didn't do the tour gear. So when I went to do bow street, I was like, right, I'm going to do more meaty scenes and stuff. Because you can pick up most of the shit you do. And so that's what I did. And every time I would chase a big scene, a big scene where just truth, do you know what I mean? Just two human beings, If more, more often that was a two-hander, mm-hmm. of just truth and emotion and expression and vulnerability. So like, yeah, this is England's Donny Dark, and you know, stuff but like just very, something that's very, I think something that's expression of vulnerability and that like, just that raw feeling inside you. that's really what I'd, I'd chase mm. and when I go to write like
0: and do you think that that is to do with like what we were talking about that like the difficulty of expressing vulnerable feelings like I love you in real life yeah I, I, I don't know if it's just a case of why do
1: you like the colour blue if it's just I just like but I or is it a case of I mean I'm trying to think growing up I think I think had much harm expressing myself I certainly came from a good f- family home where like great parents who would have you know Never tried to suffocate any feelings. But, I mean, I suppose maybe with your mates, it would have been a, a, a different crack altogether. Do you know what I mean? Working-class background. Right. Went to school, like, an, a, a school that, went like, kind of had people of all sorts where you wouldn't really express yourself. And, in fact, that was one of one of the reasons I didn't do school players is, oh, no, me mates will laugh at me, which is absolutely ridiculous, like, right. when, in hindsight. So, yeah, maybe I think it would be an element of both of just l- liking it for the sake of liking it and loving it. And then a part of it is that, like, in art, want or need to just express.
0: But yeah, so I'm curious then about what do you think of that notion that we hear sometimes about, like, you know, to be a great actor, to be a great writer, to be a great artist, you need to have had this, like, trauma or this difficult life or whatever. Your face goes, No, no. I
1: don't, like, I'm sorry, like, you can be the happiest person in the world and be a great actor, like, I think that's, like, it's imagination, it's great. I think, I know, but I think it is, though, I think it's, um, you can connect the dots. Do you know what I mean? So if. So if you're playing a character, you know, who's had his who's had his heart broken, well, I've had my heart broken. I mean, that's a very obvious, simple thing. Right. But equally, if you're playing a character whose ma's died and your mom hasn't died, please God, uh, but your your dog died. And you, like, you know, when you've loved that dog, well, then you can connect those two dots. Or if you have an amazing imagination, you can think and just really dwell on, well, what would it be like to lose your mom? Mm. Do you know what I mean? Oh God. What am I gonna do without the person who helped me pack my bags for that trip I went to New York? But what am I gonna do with the person who told me to get into acting? And just take them circum your circumstances and change them to them circumstances. Uh I think nowadays, I think like, I I just I, no, I don't agree with the idea of this tortured artist persona. like we we have heard and I think even now the last couple of years the idea of, of like method acting has become so like almost a fad like uh well not a fad it's such like gimmick that like press release and like chunkets were really like, Oh my god, he did this and this and he lost that much weight, and he went and he, he ate a real bison liver and he slipped slipped slept on a bison. And I well that's great, like fair play to you and if that works here, but no, I, I don't think so.
0: Right. And then so then going back to I, I didn't get to ask you about this, but I, I never realised that you were uh sick growing up as yeah, a, as a kid. So what, what sort of stuff are going on for you?
1: Uh so first it was kidneys, uh kids of kidney disease that I grew well thank God. And then when I was seventeen, I had to get, uh, most of my colon removed, so it was like three very invasive, very painful operations, mm. and it was kind of shaped because like I had to wear like a colostomy bag for two years, so it was, it was quite, it was uh, it was literally straight well, maybe, finished school what, the summer of '09, and I had to go through the A and E I think November of that year, so uh, I was it was it was quite I was quite sick like
0: and so like i'm really not trying to shoehorn this narrative yeah. in but like you, like what 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 effect not not even on acting or nothing but like what effect did that have on the way you, when you know you got your help back and mm. you know you were you, you were feeling better in effect yeah. and you, you know as you said you could start going back to work and you said Well, yeah. you know you know god willing within a year on yeah. all this stuff what effect did that have on the way that you Lived life because, like, you know, I'm at any time you're doing any kind of operation, it kind of gives you perspective, never mind being that serious.
1: Yeah, I think perspective was the best word of it, like, because it was like, uh, like it just made me realize, like, and it was one of the reasons I did acting. Uh, I should actually say that, like, any bad thing that's happened to me in my life has always propelled me onto something better, or I'll try find the good in it to propel me to something better. So, on dark days, like, I suppose the easiest thing in the world would have been to sit around and do nothing or just know across the world or whatever but as like well this well if this was a tr- horrible traumatic time but without it i wouldn't have been an actor mm. because without it i would have went sh- either straight into college which i couldn't do or straight into a nine-to-five which i couldn't do and i'm sure i would have i'm not saying a, a happier satellite but it would have been a different life and i would not change the life i've had for any different life mm. even the, like you know the ups and downs of acting i wouldn't have been an actor without 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 this thing and acting's given me the best memories I've oh, broke my heart as well but it's given me the best memories of my life so in terms of that like yeah it was just about perspective it just made me realize like we only get one go around at this so why why can't I just go and try being an actor for a couple of years I'm mm. 21 if it doesn't work out well, um, like at that stage I was like I'll just do it I'll do it for a couple of years and in college and I'll see if, I've, if I have a knack for it and if I have a knack I'll keep going and if not sure I'm 23 I'll go do something else I like, can who knows? Like, who cares? Then do you know what I mean. So it did it just gave me that perspective, just to go out and to try do like, just try do something different. Try do what you want to do because like as you do, nothing's guaranteed. You only get one go around to this.
0: Right. And and then so what? So then tell me a little bit about going to Bow Street and yeah. and that because I, I haven't gone through Bow Street, yeah. but I have a, a lot of friends who have and yeah. a lot of people I really like have as well. And I, I wonder is that a coincidence? Probably not. <laughs> like what what does um. So, I, I and I don't really mean, I don't really mean the actual, like, training. I I actually mean, like, emotionally and as, as a person. Yeah. What, like, what did you go in like and what did you come out like? So, i gone in, this is true, i
1: gone in and I think the last time I cried, <laughs> right? No, dead, dead. No, things. I really like where this is going already. <laughs> right. this, this so is, you're in the right podcast. The last time I cried would have been about, I think... A year or two before, not long after I got my little dog, my little pug, who, again, if you follow me on social media, you know how much, Doug the pug, I adore him, right? You so must have hated I, my play. <laughs> no, I know. So, so oh, <laughs> you've lost me. <laughs> um, But, uh, yeah, so, and I got little Doug the pug, a few weeks after, I, I got him. We, I was bringing him out, and he ran, and I went to, i one of them sliding patio doors, and I slid the door, and he cut his head in it. And his eye, Bulls, thorax, so I picked him up, screaming around. I had to, my sister's boyfriend come from work and drop us immediately to the vet, and he had to get an operation. And the whole time I was keeping it together, keeping it together, keeping it together. I mean, my rang me be bawling, crying, and I was keeping it together, keeping it together, keeping it together. And then I got home, and my sister was like, it's okay, and she, she held me, and I broke down. My nose was bleeding from trying to hold this tension of not crying. And then, so like, that's how kind of shut off I was at this stage. And then I went into Bow Street and I could see all these amazing actors actually who could turn on an emotional two-pence. And I was like, how do you do that? And I just kept, so I just tried different tactics, got advice off actors and went and just did the homework, got the head down and then was able to express myself vulnerably. So it was kind of I actually it to fitness where like if you just keep working it you're ch- like a gym muscle you're just stretching you're stretching you're stretch. So I think I was just and I, but I can't separate that from everyday life. Mm. So I'm quite an emotionally sensitive person now. Like like so sometimes like I'll get into it and I eyes I'll go like and that's and that's just who I am and I accept that now and I've, again I wouldn't change it really. Uh, but before that so I think I was just I'm a more, much more open person mm. um, in terms of expressing myself as opposed to when I went in.
0: Yeah, no, that's interesting. And like, do you find it easier to go through life like that, or do, do it like do you actually find that harder? Like being that, like not having that, like not to sound like we're talking about fucking onions or we're quoting Shrek, yeah. but like that, like onion thing of like that hard layer. Like, do you find that the world beats you up a little bit more Sometimes, now? Sometimes, like there is. I won't lie.
1: There is sometimes I wish I wasn't as sensitive as I was, as I am. Yeah. Not that my heartbreak or my problems aren't any more significant than anyone else's because I feel. <laughs> you know what I mean? In fact, I've been I've had a very blessed life and I try to practice gratitude as much as I can. But there's some days where I'm like, oh, I wish I didn't. I wish I could go back to feeling stuff the way I did before acting. Do you know what I mean? But again, that they've, them thoughts are fleeting and, and now I wouldn't, I wouldn't change the way I am for... That at all like I I really do because but then on the good times like you really do appreciate the good times like you really really do, um so no I wouldn't I I don't know if I feel like I just maybe I'm just more sensitive to stuff as opposed maybe didn't before,
0: and what are the things where you catch yourself being sensitive like do you have little triggers or do you have certain scenarios where like you can feel like, oh, like, or, or you know, where like, can you see maybe um a commonality in the places where you notice your own sensitivity?
1: um I Like, I, I, I well, like, well, happiness. Like, I had my niece out with me a couple of weeks ago. Uh, she's my guy, and we had this really strong connection. And we had a lovely day, brought her around town, and I brought her into Cloud9 for a little donut. And, uh, like, she turned around, and she's like, and she's huddled around the donut, and she looked up, and she's like, Tony, I love you. And I was like, <laughs> you know, <what> I mean? <laughs> love you too. Like, so we, so even thinking about that now, that mm. will, that so stuff like that will make me. And equally, like if, if it, so even memories. So I, like I'm still quite connected to some memories where, like, if I get into it, like I'll, I'll probably go, and then like Aunt Nell sent like stuff on the telly or whatever. Like,
0: and what do you think it is about your little niece telling you you loves you that, that that she loves you that will send you somewhere like that? I don't know. I think
1: it's just we've just such a good bond. And I, I suppose I just wasn't expecting it. I mean, I tell her, mm. like, she'll say it a lot, but I'll say it for like, oh, hey, like, boy, sweetheart, I love you. I say, oh, I love you too. Mm. And that's steady. But we do really have this, uh, this really strong connection. So when it came out of nowhere, it was so lovely.
0: Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, it's really interesting. I'm so into, like, I, yeah, I, I, I don't want again, I, I'm i always aware of like shoehorning my own narrative onto these yeah. conversations, but like, of like that, that notion of like, what, those words mean like it's such a, it's such a cliche thing like three little words you know yeah. I mean? it's like it's like the yeah, fucking uh, yeah. emma kerr with voiceover yeah yeah three, three little, little words. words yeah yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um but but like but it is true like you know and uh, maybe and then maybe that's yeah. why i was interested what you're talking about like with yeah. dads and stuff like that yeah and why why it's so elusive in, yeah in that world as well yeah and just the differences of it and then so um and then a couple of times during our chat I was just struck because I never noticed it before. But you use a lot of like uh like religious like words like just like God willing yeah, and yeah. Uh, things. Like are, yeah. is that does religion play a big part in your life or are they just terms of phrases for you? In
1: more terms of phrases, I would say um that I have I've since the start of the year that I've always had faith. So mm-hmm. I'd I'd faith in something I didn't know what when I drank and I'd faith in something when I gave up drinking but didn't go through AA. But since the start of the year I've gotten into AA more and their philosophy is like a higher power. Mm. Now I don't believe in the Christian God created earth in seven days or whatever else, but I do believe in in a higher power. Mm. And so that again, I, I always believe in faith. I've always believed in faith, especially myself and acting and just some of the mad things. I'm sure they've happened to you where you're like, "That's mad, how that happened," or "How you meet someone and all." Like if if I didn't go there that night, if I had a, like why like when I was dead certain i not going to that place, I wouldn't have met that person, mm. and X, Y, and Z wouldn't have happened. And I just I genuinely believe. Uh, wholeheartedly everything happens for a reason so as i said like every bad every bad thing where at the time you're like what have i done like this like this like going through this thing is is terrible will have propelled me onto something else big bigger and better and just give you a better perspective so i do have faith in a higher power i don't know what that is
0: Mm. but i do have faith in it interesting and then and yeah, no, because I am I'm, I'm interested that you brought that up because obviously um I don't want to spoil the the play. It like we're mm. just I talk- just maybe because I've seen it recently enough, relatively yeah. speaking, you know um that. But in your play, yeah, that is like one of the big themes we're talking yeah. about, like, masculinity, and then yeah. as well, like just over, I suppose, just coming to terms with like um the realities of your own like life, whether that's yeah. true, you know, emotional um like uh oh what's the right word i'm trying to, like uh, regulating your own emotions and yeah. like doing that through uh, substances or alcohol yeah, or whatever yeah. sex whatever the fuck yeah your, exactly like exactly, thing yeah, choices exactly, yeah um but yeah so like that's interesting so you felt you stopped drinking yeah and stopped drinking of your own accord but then yeah. later on wanted to go into like a structured kind of a like yeah, a, a program yeah. i suppose yeah
1: that's exactly it. so basically uh i gave it up my mate had Gone through rehab. So the play weekend where it was based on me, 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 and sporadically one or two other young fellas that I interviewed. But it is really just me and me, me, morphed into this one young folks. So about 80% of it would have happened to one or both of us, or just him. And he's the because He went into rehab and boom, boom, boom. And so when I gave it up, I'd had gone to meetings and I was just like, nah, this this isn't for me. Like I just need, I'm just a sloppy drinker uh, who needs to, to cut it out. So I didn't think and that was it and I was able to cut it out. So for the first fifteen months of not drinking, I didn't I didn't drink and I didn't even really think about drinking. You could account to probably on the one time on the one hand how many times I was like, will I have a drink? And so I was like, Grant so why would I go to AA? But it's really about your think, you're going for your thinking because if you like so like drinking sex drugs, whatever, that's an escapism. So when you escape from that, all you're left with then is well, your head. You know what I mean? So, and how you regulate. So, I tried going, and I'd gone, you know, uh, to counselors, uh, did a, se- a few sessions of counseling, and all that was grand. But I just found that uh, after the new year, started the new year, I was like, no, I, I think I need to meet people like me. And you go in, and they're like, there is no, it's, you know, there's no real difference whether it be age, gender background like the, the reasons people i think have addictions are very similar Do you know whether it's low mm. self-esteem like no confidence you know just beating yourself up whether it's in your family you know what i mean it's it tends to all percolate so that yeah since the, the new year that's that's why i got into it like
0: how nervous were you go- or not were you going to your first one
1: uh so <laughs> so i finished work and i was like I'm, I'm just gonna go to a meeting so like that Google it and I found one in Temple Street and I didn't know or Temple not Temple Street Temple Bar and I, I didn't know it was a, a meeting for LGBT so I was like in a basement in Essex Street in Temple Street or in Temple Bar and like that Um, so I sat there and oh, I was a ball yeah I was a ball in herbs so I was like a ball in herbs so it was a very closed intimate only seven or eight of us and but immediately the guy doing a chair which the chairs, is what's it in a meeting does they talk about why they drank and their experiences drink giving it up and where they are now and this guy who was like mid 50s, possibly early 60s, had a family, but was now an openly gay man. And everything he's talking about, I've a lot of most like, I feel the exact same way. Mm-hmm. So, like that, they kind of just, everyone had a bit of it, expressed themselves a bit. And they said to me, like, do you want to say that? So I was like, I just like, yeah, full disclosure, lads, I'm okay. I hope, <laughs> like, I'm not intruding on your meeting. I hope this isn't wrong for me to be here, but I'm just going through a thing. And actually, what he said in it, he says he wasn't enjoying his sobriety. He says, that's exactly why I'm here. I am not enjoying my sobriety. And if I'm not enjoying my sobriety, then I may as well just go across the road and get a point. Like, what's the point in it? Like, so that's, so that's really, that's, and it's one I carry with me a lot. It's like a mantra, like, try, like, you were not enjoying your sobriety. So go to your meetings and, and try, like, sort like, get on top of it, keep on top
0: of it. And so that makes, like, Life now As like a sober person Like yeah. that makes it More enjoyable More enjoyable And what Absolutely. is it So is it like Is it the Because like, i got to imagine Like the communal element Of that yeah. And just having like That facility to share And be ruthlessly honest Honest
1: And I think like I got a, I got a sponsor And it's just an expression Of some of the Darker thoughts In your head Like And uh, again I'm just going to be honest So I was at Lone Laura O'Shea's wedding mm. And So we got pictures We're all dressed up To the nines And I threw one up And I looked at it like the usual like a load of likes everybody mad oh you look lovely happy days and but like I couldn't look at that photo I was like I'm the hideous I'm literally the, I'm the ugliest bloke in the world and I kept that kept that in my head for about two weeks and then I met my sponsor and my sponsor's sponsor is a really well built handsome lad and I told him I, says, I have to tell you this like this, this, so I think I'm the ugliest man in the world in this photo and he just looks at me and he says oh I get that all the time yeah I get that all the time but there's some days I can't look in the mirror and it was just one the relief of saying it And two, well, if he's feeling it, and he's like, you know, chiseled and very good looking, and like, well, then it's probably not true. It's probably your head, Mm. your head that told you that you don't have to give up drinking, that you're grand, that it's perfectly normal to stay up for four days. You know what I mean? On the sauce, it's probably lying to you again. Mm. You know what I mean? So it's really, it's, it is just getting that that communal and like everybody being able to relate to each other.
0: Yeah, man, it's so good. I, I, I like, I I find that. Yeah, it it's very. I don't know. There's something. I was saying this to someone recently. Like, I I don't know. I know you said you don't listen to podcasts. Yeah. There's a podcast I particularly like called Armchair Expert. Yeah. And it's with a guy called Dak Shepherd. He's ah, a, yeah. Do you know the actor? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's very. Uh, you know, he talks about. Um, I think. I think. I uh, he's certainly a. a you know, a recovering alcoholic and yeah. a drug addict. I think possibly sex as well. I'm not sure. But anyway, um, he does a brilliant podcast. But he, he like. I'm really interested. I always find in people who, you know, are interested in, like, therapy and interested in LA yeah. and interested yeah. in all these things. And I was like, but it's like, I think it's people who are kind of interested in themselves and, like, in introspection yeah. and as a result, inevitably, in other yeah. people, you know. I think it's a really important thing to go with so like do you, do you do you do you ever play that like game and do that thought experiment where you think about like what your life would look like now if you hadn't made that choice to stop drinking and hadn't made that choice to go to aa and do whatever you need to do absolutely um
1: you hear it in the reals i was like i'm grateful to be an alcoholic like you, you see lads in there god bless them and they have lost everything like they're in their mid-50s like and they're great members they're, they're sober for 10 years but, like their families don't talk to them anymore if it's too late like because unfortunately you just you see you do stuff that you can't come back from. Mm. Like my mate, he's gone South America, but he was he wanted to go to Canada for a two years of working visa refused for a stupid couple of drunken disorderlies he had. Like in four years sober, and they do not care. He will not get into that country, and if he's not getting a working visa for Canada, then he's not getting a working visa for the states. Like, ow. So like I really did like so I was very lucky where nothing nothing terrible had happened. Mm. You know what I mean. So it, but I was gone. Like it was only a matter of time only a matter of time so I'm very like I do think Jesus and I'm so glad I don't like
0: yeah because that's like that I think that's an interesting like myth about it because like I like I've I would really monitor my relationship with drink because yeah. I've given up drink for over six, seven, eight yeah. months and you know like to be frank about it the only reason I started drinking again was I wouldn't. I wouldn't say. I wouldn't say out of peer pressure, but I would say it was out of like an internal pressure that I was putting on myself because I felt like if your pals want to go out for a drink and you don't drink, mm. you're making everyone around you a little bit uncomfortable. Yeah, these are terrible thoughts. Like, no no more than valid. that thought yeah, being like, "I'm the we, ugliest." We've all had them. Exactly yeah. They're valid. We've all had to, exactly. Like. So like, um, and then now it. it good but then like you know, I've since like uh, gone into like you know other times where I'm like, oh, like you're just drinking too much and drinking in a way that is not in your best yeah. interest. You know, so I'd be I've, I, I, I I always monitor that and um and like I won't lie to you, I've had I've had those hangovers where I'm like I'm gonna Google uh AA meeting. Yeah, and, like, yeah. Really like i have had all these moments, and you know, it would not surprise me in my life if I end up do going them. Yeah. Becoming sober um, and, and going down that route One thing that Always interests me About You know People who Found their way to sobriety And it's worked for them Is That I don't know Is it a myth Or is it like A, a truism Of like You know Your uh, What's like the word But your Your darkest moment Or your low Or like the The final straw Whatever You yeah. know The one you want to use But like that Like you know You hear Some people Like I I don't know if you watch Catastrophe But like You know Rob Delaney's yeah. character Is a uh, is a recovering alcoholic and you know one of the things that he says is like um she's like oh you don't drink like in the first yeah. minute of the episode he's like oh yeah you know I shit myself at my sister's wedding or something like <laughs> yeah, that yeah, yeah, and you yeah, had yeah. that myth or like you know yeah. a drink driving thing or or you know w- whatever the fuck yeah. it is a drunken disorder like a wake up call but is that a myth like cuz it sounds like you didn't have like that thing that like oh, that's going to change your life forever you didn't have that moment yet you yeah. still came to that place where you're like I need to do this for the good of me
1: yeah exactly that's it so I was very like I was just getting closer and closer and closer and I just I never knew the type of night I was going to have. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'd, I'd literally, I'd go out with all intentions. I'm just going to have a two, three points and you're going to go home. Mm. Do you know what I mean? But then someone would come out and, oh, let's go here, let's go there. And then literally, you're two days out. You know what I mean? Again, experimented with drugs and all. And it's like, blacking out, no idea. Like, so blacking out was my thing. So I'd be, I like, I'd be afraid to answer my phone for, like, for about three or four days. Afraid to look at a message for fear you've said something to somebody. or Like, you've done something. And... So yeah, it was just it was a, a real fear that like, and my ma said it to be to be fair, she was like I could literally tell you something, Tony, um, like I could tell you anything, and you wouldn't know if it was true or not. Like I could, and she could, like, uh, in the in the in, my, in the height of my madness, I remember she woke me up one morning just before I got into acting or something like that, and uh, she woke me up on my day off. I was like, why is she waking me on my day off? For the cheek, and I went down, and there was a hole in the glass, the glass in the door was smashed. The front door. I was like, "What's after happening here?" He said, "What happened? is you put your head through it?" I'd put my head through it, messing and smashed the whole front panel of the glass. Went into the sitting room. like Checked the side of my head. It was all blood and all. How oh, I have no scars of like permanent scars. I was again just so incredibly blessed that like something didn't s- permanently happen.
0: Right. Wow. And so like at that point, are your is your mum and dad being like here? mate, like, you've... Like, that's not normal behaviour. Are they like, no, you know, you're in your mid-twenties, early-twenties. That's yeah, what lads
1: do. It's kind of... I think my mom, like, is kind of somewhere... My mom was somewhere in the middle. My dad was, was kind of like... I think... No, because I, again... Again, even not to justify any of my behaviour, but I wasn't like, I wouldn't have been the worst of my mates. Right. Do you know what I mean? I would have been somewhere in the average. So, and I, I, that's how I justified my drinking for a long time. And even when my mate went into rehab, that was a problem for me because I wasn't getting into fights every week like Pudgy. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so, uh-oh. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? So no, it was a bit of a surprise with my mum and dad. Like, I I don't really talk to them about it that much. I took my mum and sisters out for dinner. They're, I got an ad. Which obviously <laughs> pays quite well. Yeah, so yeah. for the first time in about four years, I have money. <laughs> uh, so I took them out for dinner because my sisters, my sisters are getting the, of that age where they'll start having boyfriends or girlfriends. So I took them all out for dinner and I was like, look, I'm sorry. This like you know for everything over the last from the age of 18 to 25, like some of my behaviour was deplorable. And I was like to my little sisters like. Again, don't ever tolerate this because I would play it off. Or, oh, look, it's grand. I'm only having a crack, and I'll buy a curry, and it's fine. I'm all like, I'm only like, you know, I'm, I'm a messer. I'm not. Yeah. I was like, never tolerate this. As it's like, anyone can go out and have a bad night, you know what I mean? That's that's fine. Like, and if you forgive your mistakes, but if it was as consistent as I was, don't tolerate it. It's not good enough. You deserve better. Like, and my ma kind of, God bless her, played it down and was like, and again, I was getting quite emotional. It's like, you need to give yourself a break, but I was like, well, whatever about that, that's fair enough. But, like, I'm just marking this now. One, I can't express my, you know, my, how sorry I am. And two, to my little sister's I don't ever tolerate this behaviour off anybody because it's not good enough, like.
0: So, so, like, on some level, you are worried that because, you know, you being a male role model in their yeah. life, they, they'd seen you behave like shit and they would accept shitty behaviour. Yeah, exactly. Because if this
1: is the norm, actually, when my brother did this growing up, because I'd be a few years older than both of them, do you know what I mean, well then, this is grand, when it's absolutely not grand, do mm. you know what I mean, and maybe, in some elements of, of society, maybe that is the attitude, ah like, ah he's grand, do you know what I mean, well again, that's that's not for me to decide, but for me, it was not grand, and yeah. for my family, it's not, they, like, they deserve much better, than, than me coming in, absolutely, in a state like,
0: and so then like in terms of like some of the all right let me let me like i said i've like gone through some of these thought yeah. processes and like and you know for the moment i think that like my at the moment like i feel like my Is super healthy and yeah. like it's a nice thing for me and like, yeah. i i'm able to control, but like that would be one of the things that i've experienced in the past is being like not 3 points doesn't exist it's, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. no yeah. points or yeah 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 you know yeah, what I mean? exactly that would be a, a thing um for me and uh, so like so that'd be that. So if I was to give up, that would probably be like the main reason. It's like, yeah, you don't have good like um excess control. I'm like a creature of excess. Yeah, exactly, In same. terms of loads of good things, like yes, you know, uh, work and like yeah, hard working exactly. and uh, like um, I mean, yeah, loads of things like that. Yeah. But it can go on the negatives as well. So one of the things though, when I'm like you know weighing up um the the negatives, um I'm like uh, I'll list a few of them and maybe if any of them resonate, we, yeah. we can talk about them. So going on dates. Massive I'm going I'm going on a date after our chat tonight. Oh, lovely, as a wife I, I, <laughs> And uh where am I going? To the fucking pub. Yeah, Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um which is fine. Yeah. But like that's a thing. I, I like I was like, that is just a conversation that would be like it, you know would be fine and like yeah. is so not so not a thing. And by the way, I've been on girls dates with girls who don't drink and I'm I'm always like deadly, this is great yeah. it takes a lot of pressure on yeah, me yeah, yeah. I don't I don't and I don't need drink to relax. I'm quite Good socially, you know. Yeah, what I mean? yeah, yeah. Um, of course, what and uh, other ones um with the lads, like yeah. you know, we we talked about. It. I think we might have talked about it privately, but it's definitely something that you know resonated in your play about yeah. you know like that, like the Super Sunday, what you yeah. know, being in the pub, mm-hmm. all of that. There's such a culture with yeah, well, with, yeah. with Irish people, yeah. but like especially with men, I think. Yeah. Um and drinking like these two things. So like, there's one with like you know. Women and and yeah. uh, romantically and stuff yeah. and then the other one as like platonic male relationships.
1: Yeah. Okay, so as terms of the, the young one thing, I one of the times I doubted myself, probably the only time I really doubted myself, was when I got what got a girlfriend. And actually one of the main reasons I got sober was I was twenty five and had never been in a relationship and there's obviously a lot of reasons to that. Well, you know, luck and whatever else and timing and faith, but like you going around stumbling drunk from Friday to Sunday ain't gonna it's not very attractive you (laughs) know (laughs) know what i mean so but then we got like there'd be times where i'd be kind of at a loose end and i'd you know i'd ask oh do you want to meet up and she'd be like no i'm I'm kind i'm busy or whatever and i'd maybe say it again or whatever and then it might cause an argument and i'm like there's this part of me that was like just would be so much easier now if i could just go for a few points and just be she'll do her thing and i'll do my thing now she dispelled this almost immediately um it actually no i'd say it would help you we, well from my perspective because you know you'll get creative you get very good in terms of stuff to do you'll start going to museums you'll start going on hikes instead of the two years sat there with a point while you're kind of half half away on the, or halfway on the, on the match sure. you know what I mean? so no it's it was it, it, actually for me it's actually helped i've gone on a lot more dates since i've gotten sober way more in fact i've only shown chatting to me mate who's again four years sober and he's had two or three long-term girlfriends and way more dates. So, and then the lads, now the lads I'm going to be honest with, so I lost three quarters of my mates overnight. Right. Bang. Because they don't leave the pub. It's Mm. Saturday. That's the only time we see each other. I'm in the group chats with them. I call up occasionally to catch up, but um, I'd say overnight, basically. And they're very supportive of acting. I know it's a terrible thing. I haven't lost them, but I don't see them. Anyway, I seen them last week when Newcastle were playing Liverpool a couple of weeks ago. Would have been the first time I seen them in about two months. Mm. Lads from school who I used to go out with haven't seen since Stephen's Day. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And again, it's not that they don't want me to. It's not like a case of oh, you can't drink, you're not going to be any crack. It's just I can't sit in the local pub all day and night like them days I gone. I've tried it. I've genuinely tried it but I can't. If I'm going out, I much prefer to go out into town or whatever because it's a bit more buzz or whatever but I don't know here from? yeah yeah so the local pubs and they're just too boring they're just too boring unless you're drinking right do you know what i mean for any length of time anyway i can i can stick it for about an hour or two when i do go but that's it uh so there's the mates unfortunately it's definitely changed relationship uh with my old buddies anyway my buddies outside acting inside acting i see probably more now because mm. i'm more driven and i'm more getting more stuff done but yeah uh it, relationship much better lads you you will lose well you'll see a lot of people a lot less
0: and what about in terms of like obviously you said one of the things that w- enabled you to justify your drinking and again i can totally relate to this yeah. is not being the worst in fact yeah. being like bang in the middle being yeah, the average exactly um that's obviously or potentially a challenging thing when people around you say oh well tony is deemed that he has a problem I am worse than Tony, so Tony inevitably looks at me with these like you know, and even though I, I know you wouldn't, yeah. but like they'll feel like well, he's he's looking at me like then I have a problem. Obviously, yeah. like does does it trigger? Have you found that your sobriety triggers insecurities
1: in other people? Sometimes it will, have, but occasionally is no one's ever gotten defence. Like what do you think I have a problem now? It's never that, but what I will really get is people saying to me like, uh, oh, "I think I'll you know they'll put me, I think I'm gonna cut back. I think I'm gonna I might do what you did or whatever," and. I actually met a friend yesterday about it, and it's fun. like if like I'd never tell any. I don't think I tell anybody to give up drinking. Mm. It's none of my business. Right. Um, if people come to me and want to chat about it, I'm more than happy to do it. Uh, again, I'll I won't justify anyone's drinking, but if someone has a bad night and I know if I know them well enough, I'd be like, mate, you're grand. You had a bad night. We all. I just I had too many bad nights. Yeah, yeah. Um, if if someone gives wants advice, I will say yeah, and I'll tell them the perks of my life since I've given it up. Right. Uh, and if you know I don't think I'd say and if I know them well enough I'd say yeah to be honest you could probably do it you could probably drink but l- just learn and you could, will be able to control control. like I tried for years to control with drinking mm. I won't drink spirits that would be grand I won't do the other stuff and I'll be grand and that would work for a week or two and then all the visions would go and back onto the vodkits back onto the other stuff you know what I mean yeah yeah yeah
0: totally yeah it's so interesting it's so interesting well, let's give it a spin yeah, we got time for one more for sure. Here we go. Uh, number 14. Do you have it? Nope. No worries. Number 14. The question is Do you consider yourself a creature of habit? Uh, the recovering alcoholic. <laughs> yeah. Can, uh, actually, can I ask you about that, that phrase? Because I used it a couple of times. Yeah. And I was like, Is that right? Like recovering addict? Or like, because like, I, I said it to someone who is not uh, in air or anything yeah. like that. And they were like, Well, like that sounds like you're defining someone by a thing for the rest of their life that they mightn't necessarily be defined by. Do you know what I mean? How uh, do you. Like,
1: i don't i i I don't know if i did i don't say that messing but i don't know if i'd i certainly wouldn't call offense to it Mm. i suppose if i'm in a then yes i am recovering recovering never recovered because you know like i'd hate to get to the stage where i think i could drink again like i never want to have another drink and i never want to like be you know to get to the stage where i'm going like yeah do you know what i'm grand now because i've seen lads in there again nine years, twelve years, fifteen years who think, okay, I can I have this under control, I'll go out for a bottle and then I call they all co- of course naturally fall off the rails again. Yeah. Um in terms of being a like yeah a creature a habit, yeah, I would like again I but I suppose pa- like really passionate about acting. I was really passionate about sport growing up. Um other than that, like I suppose acting gym, friends, yeah, that's basically those three things or a few th- writing and all that just I wouldn't say like I have a, a daily routine though.
0: Right. And so what's like, what is your relationship then to your writing? Because obviously, like this, uh, Weekend Wire is the second play that you've yeah. written, and then obviously, like, you know, yeah. worked on like, um, Pilots and, and yeah. short films and all that kind of thing, but in terms of like your writing and that kind of creativity, um, do, like do you what what does it what does it look like for you? How regular is is it? Like how how big a part? Of, like do you ever find yourself comparing that to like do you ever sometimes I find myself like percentaging <laughs> my acting versus my yeah, writing yeah, yeah. versus my like, comedy versus <laughs> my music and <laughs> yeah, I'm like yeah. this is stupid.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um. So I I don't have like I don't get up early and write and I don't write late at night. Um if I have I if, if an idea like myself and Laura are going to do a short film now soon so we've been working on that so once I have an idea or once I know okay this is or like weekend warrior will be extended so okay I have to sit down and write this again and trying to just find time in my day so like okay you have the day job here I can do it probably after I can go to the gym before day job writing after or I can do the writing before bump I don't have like a set time yeah. uh, it means a lot like writing is very therapeutic though I've said this a couple of times with mates like it, it, even If it's not, even if the thing you're writing isn't related to what's going on in your head, I think for me, it definitely, it will numb it. Do you Mm. know what I mean? If, you know, we are getting anxious or worried, whatever. If we go right about anything, it does absolutely help.
0: Right. And so, what was the journey for you to discover writing and first start it?
1: Uh, I think, actually, uh, what was the first? first little script I wrote. So I went, wrote a little script around mental health. I don't know. I, someone just said to me one day in college when I was in Injikara, you can download a script writing app. And it's very easy to use. And that's what I did. And then just started doing little, kind of did a short film, beginning, middle and end. And then wrote, went and wrote a feature film, beginning, middle and end. That's somewhere in the stratosphere. I don't know where it is. Um, And then kind of just going from there, uh, getting good feedback and stuff. I was always good at writing and skill. And I did, I went, I did journalism in rap minds for about six weeks then I realised I hated the academic side of college so I was like this isn't going to work so I think and even in school I was always encouraged to write in English actually they were always encouraged me to write essays Mm -hmm. you should tell stories Uh, so I think it was always something I knew I'd have a knack for and then once once then I sat down with Laura for and Nathan and we got good feedback. It's like okay, this is a it's like, it's always it was just another way into acting because you know you yourself being a writer you can just put on
0: your own work mm. if you're not getting the stuff the work you want. Totally. So like for example, the if if let's just say. I don't know Let's just say You were cast On like A, a big TV show Right mm. I, I, What I'm talking about I'm not saying it in a soap But maybe it is a soap Let's say it's something like uh, Something like Red Rock You know yeah. what I mean Like something that like You really believed in Like it's yeah. good It's real consistent work Like you didn't really Have to worry about work For however long it's on yeah. for, Let's say like You've got like your contract And it's yeah. like We're guaranteeing you Two years of story Yeah there. So like you know, there would be no need to write to act to be acting every day and making yeah. great money It wouldn't be an issue do you think even within that now you would still write or is it very oh, much absolutely. it's very much part of you no right? I think it's a bit of much uh, I think it's a bit of both but no definitely in fact
1: what I do is I've, if I ever do if I'm ever lucky enough touch wood, to get a big TV show big film that was very handsomely paid I'd bankroll it into doing my own shorts or putting on my own play do you know mm. what I mean and make that the passion project where you're not going to make any money at that, and it's going to cost you money but you're earning a decent wage of the Red Rock or the decent film the decent paid TV show so I know I'd I'd very fundamentally I'll always put on my own
0: work even no matter how hopefully successful I get right sweet alright we've got time for one more let's okay on. let's do it alright here we go next up it's Number one, do, do you have it? it? Nope. Number one, do you believe in ghosts? Oh, absolutely. Oh I yeah, love,
1: I love Supernatural. Oh. I absolutely love Supernatural. If it's done, especially on stage or screen, if it's done right, I think it's uh Yeah, I do. I think. I don't. I know. I think I'd be terrified if I seen a ghost. But I think just some certain people that like, I just tuned into. It. Like I know there's some scam artists out there, but I think there is some people that are absolutely, and I think there's just been just too much weird stuff that's happened in the world. Where, like.
0: Definitely. You never seen a ghost though? No, thank be to God. <laughs> right, okay, I, I I I've seen a ghost. Have you? Yeah, yeah. I I and I I would tell you the story on here, but I just told it in the episode before Damn, last. Well, when we
1: finish, I want to know.
0: It's fucking. I I I I haven't listened back to the one that I told, but um. Yeah, it's a pretty good story. It's a pretty good story. Oh, it's the Brian Gallagher episode. Have a listen to it because I, I it's good. Um but very interesting. So so how, as someone who hasn't seen a ghost but yet believes, what is it that makes you believe? I think I just other people like, you know, that that, that tell you
1: stuff that you're like, wow, well, really? Or now I've never seen mediums or anything, but people have gone to mediums and like people, you know, and they've come out bawling because like this medium they this that and the other. Um I do uh someone close to me actually two people close to me claimed to see them and I, I believe them mm. um so I think there's just been I know you could there's loads of evidence against but I think there's just enough evidence for me I just I don't believe that it's we were born like born li- like live grow die and then that's it I like as I believe in fate I believe in a higher power I believe you know the world the universe works in mysterious ways there were all energies and some people are just caught between the here and the after, like so, I I definitely believe.
0: So, what what kind of like stories were the ones that the people in your life f- have witnessed, like? Um,
1: so one person close to me says it's just that she sees them, and it's kind of a premonition. She will see, I think it's a couple of spirits, and then if she sees them, it's a for it's a foreshadowing that like, unfortunately, someone someone dies. Like, so I think like even like I think like no, she I know they, this is true. They she a phone, like she got a phone call, and I remember it just picking up, saying, "Oh no!" And then, sure enough, it was a distant relative, it was like a second cousin or something like that, had passed away. I "What have you said well, relative, I, and she was like, "Yeah, last night I seen something."
0: Really? Yeah. And and do you know what she sees that that gives her that insight?
1: Again, she sees like she'll see a a, a spirit. Uh, but I think she was telling me, I think she was telling me before she was in the house and she was dozing and then have a, and then there was a, a like a young fly. At the at the end of the just a a young lad at the end of the sofa like, and like that that free like that frozen panic of, and that she couldn't scream for someone to come down and then eventually it just it just passed,
0: and like because that sounds like you know like the sleep paralysis thing yeah. That sounds like the same thing as that, but but for her that means that that yeah. that someone is
1: yeah, and then well, sure enough, then the phone rang a couple of times or a couple of days out, and, and someone had passed, like a little boy, like like the no no, it wasn't a it wasn't a young lad who died. It was like a cousin, which uh, says whenever she sees a spirit, uh, or thinks she sees a spirit, who knows, yeah. uh, someone someone she knows will have passed.
0: Interesting, and so then like you were saying, you know about like having that belief that then you know people get. Trap between this life and the next. Does is that an implication for you that there there's an afterlife or something like that? Yeah,
1: I honestly, I think I do think so. I think when we got when we pass, I think we do pass into another realm. Interesting. Another another, like well, whatever, euphoria or heaven, whatever, 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 want to call it.
0: Yeah. So, like for you, just based on those words, like a, a, a positive place. A positive place, hopefully. Well, again, like you'd like to believe that, like if you're a really
1: good person, you go to a good place, and if you're a really bad person. Like I mean, you see them people who say like they're, they've been brought back from the brink, and they're like they were just cu- overcome with this over feeling feeling of calm. Mm. I mm. always think like I always think there's something in that. Like people who have their near death experiences like that, like start describing mad stuff. You're like, surely
0: there's something in this. And when you were sick as a kid, mm. like was it was it ever a stage and like going through all that like awful pain? Was there ever a point where you were like, oh, I don't know if I'm gonna make it through all this? Thankfully, I was, It was never gonna
1: be. It was never life and death. It was life changing, but it was never life and death. Mm. Um, thank God. Like, but like, like I remember being in sixth year and uh, two guidance counsellors who obviously hadn't been talking to each other put me out on separate occasions, uh, being like, Is everything alright at home? I was like yeah boys You don't look like I was grey Like I'm quite I'm naturally a pale person mm. But I was grey I think I weighed about Eight stone Maybe eight and a half So like I was They thought maybe I was neglected at home But it was never a case of uh, Life and death Thanks be to God um, But it did It would definitely make it It would make it appreciate Life A lot more right. and, some, and in fact sometimes When I'm going through Mundane Everyday problems Like I do catch yourself And be like Really cop on Like I came out of school This time ten years ago and had someone told me then, like seventeen, like literally about eight and a half stone, five foot eight, like just like gaunt, that like this is where I'd be now. Like I wouldn't believe you wouldn't believe them. Like been to New York, been to London for filming, been on stage. Like you thought they were mad.
0: Yeah, that's amazing.
1: Uh, it's, it's, well, I guess I'm very
0: lucky. Yeah, that's so good, man. I'm, yeah, but no, it is it is interesting you say it because even like I don't know, I have probably known you like peripherally. Like for like three, three years we went boshy because we
1: pals in common. A couple of boshy or a couple of DIT heads would have came. That's right, and
0: obviously the longer you know someone, like yeah. the the more um like the more you you, you get to know them naturally. Yeah. But even that, like I would find you so much more approachable or something now. Yeah, does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Or just much more open. Yeah, because I, I when I first met you, I remember being like, because obviously my friends were really good friends. You, like, yeah, Tony's amazing. And I, me, was like, oh God, I don't, know, I don't know if he likes me. <laughs> oh, it's a terrible. I, I see. It's not that I'm I because you're not the first person
1: to say this to me. Like I'm, sometimes I can I can actually be quite shy. Yeah. So like if I if I'm like that now in a room with someone, boom, 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 in five minutes we'll be best mates. Right. But equally, like I remember when we went to Bow Street, the first opening, you know the meet and greet. I stood in the corner, texting my little brother, being like, "This is the most awkward place I've been in the whole world." I had to go training early. I was like, "Thank God I get to go training." So it just takes me a while to kind of open up a bit that's actually changed but actually since I've given up drinking that's changed because I don't have the the crutch of again like you're Irish and Irish like that thing of being bred into you like you know you need three or four points to, to, to liven up and all you give it up like so you're you're without them three or four points in any other social circumstance a meet and greet you're going to be a bit f- more rigid or whatever mm. but I think you just learn to be that more open and free obviously you have to without the gargle but like yeah so I, I never mean to be as quiet or sometimes introverted as I am and, and like like that if I go to a party and I don't know many people, chances are I'm just going to sit there for a while. Uh, I do try work on that, like getting the ball rolling a bit more though, because like that people do sometimes get the impression that like I'm rude or
0: ignorant and I really don't like that. No, no, I wouldn't think that at <laughs> all yeah. but you know when you meet some Yeah, I know, like, it's,
1: and if you're not the first person, it's like, what is it that I'm doing? Like yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, it's so funny. But no, but what I what I was actually going to say was I would feel like you like are way more relaxed as a person. Yeah, that's I bet it. Yeah, I am too as well. But um, come here. Man, thanks so much for doing this. No, jeez thanks. I'm um, great. I know. Um, we were chatting a bit about your play, and yeah. I know. Um. Um. Yeah. Dick, is there anything just uh, coming up that you want to let us know about any social media, any of that kind of stuff? Um.
1: Uh, yeah. So well, Weekend Warrior is been. We have. It's going to be back. I can't say where just yet, but it's gonna. It's gonna get a full run. And the play is well, was 25 minutes in smock, and it's now it'll be extended to the hour. And I have to say, I've been very lucky to been work with like Oscar nominated actors actresses, if the winners. But for me personally. This is the big. This is the best bit of news. Like to to get this a full run, to get it to a wider audiences, is, um, is the best piece of news certainly and acting that I've got. It's very. I think it's very. The reason I went down and seen in here is very relatable, and it's very personal to me and my friends. So the fact that that's coming back is brilliant. So when the time comes, I really would hope as many people as possible can get in to see. it So we can all get paid, and <laughs> I can bring it back again, and yeah. I get it, even get like a full. Two, three week run of it somewhere Or a little tour Yeah So that would be it Yeah it's great I loved it man Cheers And um, where are you going in a day? Where, oh I don't know ah, You <laughs> were just telling me You
0: were very creative I thought you were going to yeah. say To the fucking leprechaun <laughs> No somewhere cheap Tom <laughs> <laughs> Let's go for the hill walk It's yeah. quite <laughs> out. <laughs> where are you going? Uh, To the pub I'm Oh g- yeah We better bump into each other um, Yeah Double it Yeah it could, could end up being <laughs> the first date as well Is your the first date? No okay. Thank god I'm like four states now There they're always This is the first like, Tinder date Oh Tinder date Yeah, oh, Tinder dates. yeah. Uh, But she seems very nice So hopefully I don't Like Oh, I just I said <laughs> that to say. I was like If they had like An emoji Where you could just Put a gun in your mouth And like <laughs> it out. I use it all the time Because life is hard but, um, <laughs> This conversation <laughs> was easy Tony Doe Thanks so thanks much thanks for very much So guys, that was the deadly. Tony Doyle playing personality bingo Tony if you're listening thanks so much for taking the time to do it and having such a frank and gorgeous uh, discussion like we did uh, it was so nice to sit down and get to know you that bit better and um, I'm wishing you all the best for all the brilliant projects that are coming up for you um, he's a smashing actor on stage and on screen so um, you're going to be seeing lots of Tony I think that is fair to say uh, as I said guys I am currently away uh, in Vietnam so um, you got to do me a favour keep uh, all the good vibes going with the podcast because our numbers have been going through the bleeding roof I don't know what's going on but it's fucking great. Um, so make sure that you are sharing those uh, screenshots on Instagram and as well as that, uh, any tweets, Facebook, and just mention it to a mate like that all does go a long way. You know, we've got a good format with the show and we've got amazing guests like sharing these wonderful stories. So I just want to get these chats out there. So if you can help in any way, please, please do. Uh, as always, a huge thank you to the boss woman, Erin Lindsay, for mixing, editing and producing this podcast. I actually never know. If Aaron likes being called the Boss Woman. Aaron, if you don't like it, please tell me and I'll stop doing it. But I don't know. I just think you're great. So um, you get called the Boss Woman. Uh, as always, to the wonderful Liam Moore and Anthony Manley for their deadly theme music. To the ever-excellent Connor Nolan for his gorgeous artwork. And to Alan Bennett and Paddy O'Leary for keeping lights on here at Headstuff HQ and having us aboard the network. I, I like to say there are tons of brilliant podcasts on the network. So go and check them out. There's loads and loads of brilliant stuff here. And um, I think... There's something for everyone. So if you like this, I guarantee you're going to find other things that you like. So go and check them out. That is all from us this week. But tune in next week for another episode of Personality Bingo with Tom Moore.